Welcome to this evening's episode of Dungeon Jedi Masters Theater. Our story tonight follows an old captain and his new crew as they work to stay afloat in a galaxy drowning at the hands of the Empire. Will they find stability or continue to wander from job to job? Find out tonight on Vagrant Freighters. After departing Dorson with basically a band-aid on the issues of the Vagrant from the attack on uh, Pargo's facility, you limp towards Karadef, the closest straight shot, most populated straight shot that will hopefully have what you need to get the Vagrant back in more functional order. And from there, as you've been doing, try to find some more work to help pay off likely another accumulated debt. You come out of travel of hyperspace and the bright green, blue, and brown planet before you sits in the distance. You come down approaching the forest and mountain-covered planet of Karadef. Here a while ago, maybe a few times in between there as well, Kel, uh, for various runs. Uh, Karadef being a massive producer of appliance, droid parts, machine parts, and um, many of that cargo that you did bring in, Kel, would have been raw materials and foodstuffs, something that uh, wasn't going to be produced there. There's only one spaceport within Capital City. You head towards that. It's busy, very busy, as you come down and earn yourself a uh, docking bay and are left to figure out uh, what to do from here. Might see if any of the shipping unions are willing to front us the cash for uh, fixing the ship if we haul for them for a while. Of course, that's being in debt to yet another person or organization have that hanging over our heads yeah I've gone the route of owing credits to somebody before wasn't exactly the greatest time took quite a bit of work to get out from underneath it yeah we try to avoid debt collectors whenever possible never you still have that full list of parts and repairs that the vagrant needs I pull out my data pad and show it to the captain while scrolling through the various items. Sure do. Did you add to the list? I don't remember it being quite that long last time. I added some quality of life things that I just noticed while we were aboard. I figured may as well get it all done in one go, right? Also, the Imperials added to the list when they wrecked Pargo's place and the ship. That too. Well, I understand. Let's see if we can categorize that list into must-haves to keep her flying and quality of life is a slightly less important tier. Alright, just give me a few minutes then. And then I start typing into the data pad and 
swiping some things around. As you make adjustments to your list, heading towards the repair shop, uh, you enter in and there's a clerk at uh, one of the welcome desks there, at uh, a droid that uh, welcomes you and asks how it can help. I walk in and place the data pad in front of the clerk droid and say, how much would it be to do all of this? The droid takes the device and scans through the list of items. All of this, you see him kind of look up and stare off into space, likely computing. That will be approximately 27,000 credits. What about just the essentials? I point to a smaller subsection of the list. Yeah, these, these ones right here, how about those? It's an old excess light freighter over in Bay 43. Unfortunately, some of the parts are scarce, hence the high costs. The Empire has really tightened their grip on uh, what's available. But we still have some access to supplies. For these essential items, we should be able to take care of these services for 16,500 credits. I'd like to tighten my grip on the Empire. So 16,500 credits it is to get the ship back full working order? Yes, for these few items here. Would you like me to process the order? What kind of uh, payment arrangements do uh, you all have here? Payment is due upon completion of the work. How long do you think these particular repairs might take? We have an excellent crew here at the facility. No more than a day and a half. That is uh, fairly quick. Unfortunately, not leaving us too much time before the work's done. Is there any discount for you taking more time with it? Or we're in no rush. No, I am sorry. We work to get our orders in and out promptly so that we can then move to the next customer. It would actually likely cost more money as it would hold up one of our repair bays. Give us one second, please. Cap, Navra, bring it in. And I'll motion for them to kind of retreat from the counter. So uh, what's the plan here, Cap? Well, Torn, unless you've got a nest egg of credits you've been sitting on I think we're going to be looking for some work going to take an awful long time for grunt work to come up with 16,500 credits oh I know I'm not planning on doing too much grunt work though if we can help it just have to find the right uh, opportunity to present itself well let's tell the receptionist to hold off for just a little bit until we can get a job then I turn back to address the clerk droid manning the desk here at the repair yard keep that uh, particular order on hold for right now we'll send word we're ready to have you begin your work on the ship I can certainly do that but you won't necessarily hold your appointments 
if you don't secure that now. And that may bump the repairs not beginning to take place until a later time. Is that acceptable? I don't like it, but it's acceptable. Very well. Please let us know when you are ready to bring your vessel in for repairs. So, I take it you know a place where we can find an opportunity then? Well, I know some of the seediest dive cantinas here on the planet, and those typically have the best opportunities. Usually more cars to be made in places like that than the ones that are a little more legitimate, we'll say. I mean, a credit is a credit, no matter how it's earned. That is very true, and we're going to do anything we can to earn them. As you leave the repair facility, the main part of the starport there heading into the city proper, Kel, you remember some of your previous visits here and some of the different locales that you visited, and the one place that comes to mind that you know will at least be a great place to start is a seedy, dark little cantina in one of the lower levels of the city called the Outer Rim Job. I look up at the neon sign. Outer Rim Job. I look over to the captain and go, it's a little on the nose, but it's not a bad name for a recruitment center, I guess. Oh, Navra. To be naive and young. Yeah, we're not going to touch that one. Let's go in. As you enter in the establishments, loud, distorted music fills the air, blasting through busted speakers. A smoky haze floats through the room, and a loud din of the crowd hits your ears as all the patrons in here have their own conversations, loudly trying to compete with each other within the cantina Everyone just having a good time, enjoying themselves. I'm going to go talk to the bartender, see if he has any information. You two keep your eyes peeled. There's no telling what could happen in this place. I'll push my way through the crowd with my sister trailing behind me to find a table. As we sit down, I take a look around our surroundings and then lean over the table to speak to Torin and say... What an odd name for this place. I really wouldn't think too much about it. I get the first two words. It's the Outer Rim and they have jobs. For us, hopefully. But I haven't seen one help wanted sign at all. Maybe it's all word of mouth. Let's see what the captain finds out. Kel, as you approach the bar, you sense and notice the footsteps. Begin to turn around to notice if someone's intentionally approaching yourself. As soon as I see the guy coming up behind the captain, I'm on my feet, wading through the crowd, heading towards this person. As you look across the room, Torn, you see a hand going up towards the shoulder of Cal with three kind of sharp clawed fingers and comes down, and Kel, as you turn around, they hit your shoulder. Kel Venix, what are you doing here, old buddy? You turn around and you notice an Arconin that you haven't seen in a while. As you spin around and greet the hand on your shoulder, you recognize 
Schlith Dan. You're our Conan acquaintance. Schlith Dan, long time no talk. Didn't think I'd run into you in a place like this. Likewise. What brings you to the rim job? Looking for credits. What takes me anywhere these days? Well, if you're looking for credits here, they certainly aren't going to be clean. But I know you know that. I assume, uh, you're in a bit of a tight spot? I wouldn't be here if I wasn't. I'm looking for credits any way I can get them at this point. The ship needs some repairs. And <laughs> as you know... When doesn't it? Well, that about sums it up. And as you know, if I can't fly, I can't make credits. He looks at it as if he's going to make a sarcastic comment towards your statement there, but holds back and says, Well, you up for some cards? If the stakes are right, you know I'm always in. Oh yeah, we're talking Bantha stakes. He pulls out a little vial and dribbles something along his finger and then like pulls it up to his mouth and, and just like sucks it dry, this white crystal powder. And he kind of goes into a shiver and then puts the little capsule away. Having a little bit of a pick-me-up there, Schlith, before you hit the tables? Yeah, helps, helps me focus. Well, don't be too focused. I need to win after all. That might be an uh, opportunity for both of us. Is there even much in your pockets to be belling up to this table? I have a feeling that you might need a loan. What sort of buy-in are we looking at for this game? 5,000. I'll take that pause as proof that I, I'm right. Well, I can't say you're wrong. I am a little bit light, as it were, for that sort of uh, buy-in. Can add it as a favor, Ode. You're good people, Kel. I'd like to uh, rub elbows with you again at the table. It's been a while. We haven't played cards in so long. From a few meters behind Schlith Dan, I catch the captain's eye and raise an eyebrow. I look past Schlith Dan as I'm engaged in conversation and notice Torn standing in the background with a look of inquiry on his face. I'll give a quick nod of my head and a subtle raise of my hand to let him know that everything's okay and I don't need his assistance or muscle at this particular moment and he can go back to Navra and make sure she hasn't gotten herself into some sort of unspeakable trouble in this place. I'll throw a half-hearted salute and head back to the table. Looks like the captain's made a friend already. As Torin sits back down, I lean over and smack him on the shoulder. A little warning would have been nice next time. There was a guy. And it takes you all of two seconds to say, be right back? There was a guy. Yeah, you said that. Thank you. Now I'm aware, and we're on the same page. Seeing Torin return back to the booth, I'll turn my attention back to Slith Dan. Yeah, Schlith, it uh, has been quite some time since we've played cards. What kind of table is this? On the up and up, or I need to keep my eyes out for a little underhanded tactics, if you will? Anything and everything. We are in a place called the Outer Rim Job, after all. I will make sure to prepare myself accordingly, then. I'll go let the organizer know that, uh, add another seat to the table. 
come find me in about uh, 30 minutes. He pats you firmly on the shoulder and then uh, gestures to the bartender for a drink, takes that, and then uh, wanders off. I order a trio of drinks from the bartender and then return to the booth with Navra and Torin. Study the drinks down on the table. I'll pick up my glass in front of me, raise it in almost a half-hearted sort of toast gesture. Well, it's not the exact type of job I was looking for here, but I ran into an old acquaintance here. Sounds like there might be a fairly high-stakes Sabat game. He's willing to front me the credits to join the game, so I'm gonna take my chances there, see if we can earn the credits that way. That's not even a job at all, but I mean, if you're confident, then yeah. You're not gonna bet the ship, are you? That's not the plan. Like I said, old acquaintance of mine, Schlith Dan, is gonna front me 5,000 credits to get in the game. All right, because I can handle being jobless, but homeless too? I don't think I'm gonna stick around for much longer. Don't worry, even I have my limits on what I'm willing to lose. The ship isn't one of them. And you historically win these sorts of things? You know what? Don't answer that. I don't want to know. Good luck, Captain. I know my way around the sabak table, don't worry. You've been in business like this as long as I have. You've been at the table a time or two. Now imagine, from what Schlitz Dan told me about this game, though, he said to expect anything and everything. So I'm expecting both of you to be back there and keeping your eye out for anything going on. And, if needed, maybe a bit of assistance. Hold on a second. Are you asking us to cheat? I'm asking you to keep an eye out for people who might be cheating. And if a moment arises where I need a well-timed distraction, well... Well, if it gets us back in the sky with actual work... That's the plan. Running into Schlith Dam might uh, have been a bit of good fortune on our part. Able to get in the game. And who knows, he might have some business. I've worked with him a little bit before in the past. You continue to conversate with each other, finishing your beverages, until it's time to head back to the side room here at the cantina to sit down and play some cards. As you enter in, you see there is a table of five other individuals, all manner of of different types, Schlith Dan, of course, one of them. You see a Rodian, a pair of humans, a Twi'lek, and a Bothan. All of them matching each other in some capacity of their scoundrelness, seediness. Definitely the types that would be found at a table like this. Behind most of them, against the wall, would be their own counterparts, akin to Navra and Torah. Leaning against the wall, hands resting on hips, blasters. Everyone has the same idea. Make sure everything is on the up and up. Schlith calls out to you, gestures with a hand to come over and have a seat next to him. As you do, plops a pile of credits in front of you and slides them over. Don't lose it all in the first go now. I appreciate the words of advice. A droid 
begins uh, shuffling out the cards there at the table. Uh, a little bit of a, somewhat of a half circle, if you will, everyone around the droid, and begins going through the motions of shuffling the cards and calls out uh, the initial buy-ins for the first round, going over the rules as a refresher. And once that is all set, begins dealing out the first hand to everyone. After the introductions to the game and the initial cards are dealt, the betting begins. Going around the table, everyone making their wagers, doing their best to outplay each other until the round comes to an end. As the cards are being dealt to the individual players, I take note of each one's reaction. As I finally look at mine, I do the best I can to contain myself as I look at my cards and see that I have a full sabak. Knowing that my hand's pretty strong, I notice this Bothan seems to have a slight twitch in one of his ears, thinking that might be an indication that he's bluffing and his hand's not quite as strong as he's betting it to be. I move quite a few chips into the middle of the table to see what he actually has and how the cards play out. The confidence is well-founded as once the cards come out on the table, you see that you are sitting high on your hand. But then you feel a heavy nudge next to you as Schliff looks over. Not bad, not bad. Looks like we split this round there, Kel. There's a cry out in frustration across the table from those that lost. The split of the pot is distributed and another round begins. The droid continues shuffling and, and dealing out for the next uh, group of play. I flash a amiable smile over at the Bothan's retainers. The two individuals behind the Bothan, heavy set Gran and an equally sized human, stand there, arms crossed, returning the gaze. I was leaning against the wall, but after seeing them staring us down because of Torin's antics, I kind of straighten up and cross my arms over my chest too and try and look as intimidating as possible. Still feeling pretty confident after the previous hand, its next cards are dealt. The first card I flip over, the 10 of coins, a good start. As the second card is slid in front of me from the droid, I take a look, revealing the mistress. 13, pure sabak. I start to feel as maybe luck is starting to turn in our favor for once. I push my chips into the center of the table and call out my hand and flip over the cards, much to my enjoyment and everybody else's dismay. Another round of mixture of grumbles and elation from winnings and losses goes around the table after this other group of games, this other round of games has carried on. And you can see that some individuals are down to their last bit. Some of them are up more than others. As you come into the final round, the droid begins shuffling once again, stating out the buy-in for this final, for these final rounds, 5,000 credits. Another nudge comes to your side. Running pretty hot there, Kel. Hopefully it uh, carries on. 
This is... This is where the big ones play right here. I certainly hope it does. This is exactly what I need to get the ship repaired and get back to business. With that, the cards are dealt out and everyone makes their initial buy-ins. I keep scanning the crowd, still wearing my amiable smile that doesn't quite reach my eyes. Watching for hands going to blasters or someone pulling a skifter, making sure the cards stay on the table. Sensing some of the tension from the other players, seeing as how I had just won hefty pots in the last two rounds, and also seeing the amount of credits in front of me and knowing that's the amount we need to get the ship repaired and get things back to where they need to be. In this next round, I played a little bit more conservatively, being cautious not to overplay my hand and lose the winnings we've gained, but to make sure I can come away with the credits necessary to get the repairs completed and not make any enemies from anybody here at this table. The final round plays out, and this time that little bit of reservation does come out in the results as you find yourself in the middle of the pack and you walk away on the winning side, however. And as the game wraps up, the other contestants, the other players exchange their excitements or their aggravations with how the night went. Schlith, another slap on the shoulder with his hand. Well, not bad, Vanix, not bad. Looks like luck was on my side this evening. And it was. And I guess, uh, won't be right in charging interest on that loan. Well, I didn't have the loan for that long. That's what I'm saying. Just glad I can pay it back tonight and not, uh, have a favor to owe you. Yeah, we'll see. I'll twist your arm later. You always do. So what's the plan from here? After you get the ship fixed? I assume you don't have work lined up. No, we don't. Once we get the vagrant back in tip-top shape and working order, Torin, Navra, myself, could be looking for some jobs. Well, Shashero sure went to uh, Alcriff since Yurkis left. You're, uh, you're pals with those Minox, yeah? Yeah. They've helped me out a time or two. Like to think I could count them as friends. Well, I've caught wind that things are a bit rough over there. I'm sure they'd have some work for you. I never did get the chance to uh, ascend Yurkus's throne. Empire came in and gobbled that right up. Yeah, that's what I heard. I've been making myself scarce, though, when it comes to Shishiro 5. But word travels. Seems like the Empire's putting down roots wherever they can these days. Yeah, it's... I mean, I can't believe I'll say this, but... Yurkus really knew how to deal with them. Kind of keep them off his back. And that... went a lot farther than you think. Yeah. Yurkus did know how to do that. I suppose the Empire moving in was a... unintended consequence of everything that went down. Maybe somebody ought to do something about it. Not me. He throws another line of salt 
along his forefinger and throws it into his tongue. Now I imagine there's more cards to be made behind the scenes than out front. He then throws that finger up to his head, gesturing that uh, he definitely agrees. Well, Shalith, thanks again for the loan. I appreciate it. Don't imagine it. Don't be a stranger. Look me up. Let's play again sometime. And I'll uh, look you up for that favor. I'm sure you will. Take care. And until next time, it's good seeing you. As he's facing you, puts his arm up one more time on the shoulder and gives a nod and then heads off to go talk with some of the other card players. I grab the captain by the shoulders and shake him back and forth. I knew you had it in you, Cap. Finally get the ship fixed. No more running around the sector looking for droids. Yes, Torn, your words of encouragement earlier is what helped me through. Gave me the motivation I needed to win these credits here. Hey, I was wrong. I was wrong, and you did great. I never should have doubted you. Well, I suppose we were due to have something break our way for once. Navra, can you send word to the repair depot? Let them know to get the Vagrant in as soon as possible and get the repairs done? Sure thing, but first... Did you make enough to maybe get one or two of those quality of life things added on to our total? I could really, really use the air vents being fixed. As Navra mentions the air vents, I'll give a sideways glance quickly to Torin, and then back to Navra. Yeah, you could probably use some clean air in there. Go ahead and throw that on. All right, thank you, Captain. Well, she was doing all the intimidation work back there. She had that grand shaking in his boots. Normally we do good cop, bad cop the other way around, but I kind of liked the, the switch. As everything starts to die down in the side room where we were playing cards, I gesture to Torn and Navra to follow me back out into the main part of the cantina, flag down a waiter, order a couple celebratory drinks to enjoy our newfound credits that we can put towards the repairs on the ship. Before Dan left, he mentioned a potential job for us back on Shasharal 5. Sounds like the Minox might have some work for us. You've talked about them before. You've got a lot of past on that planet. Yeah, it's not necessarily my favorite place to be. But I trust the Minox. They helped me out in the past when I was in a pinch. Sounds like the Imperials have made things difficult for folks there on Cheryl 5. Hopefully we can steer clear of them, though. I have no interest in getting tangled up with them. Yeah, we like to avoid Imperial entanglements. I do as well, but lately these days, it seems like they're everywhere we turn. I mime firing a blaster across the table. Well, I wouldn't mind taking a few pot shots at some stormtroopers, given the opportunity. No, I can't imagine you would pass that up if you had the chance. We've got a lot of pass with the Empire. I reach over and with my hand sort of lower Torin's blaster motion and not being so trigger happy will avoid any further interaction with them. 
cross my arms on the table. Yeah, it's probably safer that way. Well, there'll be plenty of time to talk about the Empire and work when we get back on the Vagrant and start heading to Shasheril 5. But tonight, let's celebrate. This one was a win for us today. This concludes tonight's episode of Vagrant Freighters. Find out what happens next time as our story continues on Dungeon Jedi Masters Theater. Hi there, Todd Moonmont's here. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this program, consider subscribing to the Dungeon Jedi Masters Patreon to help in production, hosting, and creation of this and other great Star Wars 5e-related content. You can find us at DungeonJediMasters.com, and may the Force be with you.